Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 69 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on January 20th, 2017 on twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the voice that launched a thousand ships, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, how have the drops been for you? They've been good. I'm back among the living. I'm not a walking zombie person anymore. And a couple important things happened in video games this this week. I got my very own Nova Mortis, which is the Void Thunderlord, which is awesome. And also, I completed a full set of Wrath of the Machine raid gear. Oh, nice. Armor. So I look like I've changed my name to Lord Polygon. So... <laughs> That's what's going on, Justin Lee. <laughs> I'm Lord Rhombus. I was about to say, do you have the, you're, you're the, uh, the representative of the uh, the Great Pyramids? Of the Polygon Gang? <laughs> Polygon? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mel had some things come up that require her attention here for the next couple weeks, and I think she's actually on her way to another convention right now. But she said that she will be back as soon as she can. And like I said last week, I know we're, I'm speaking for all of us here when I say that we already missed you, Mel. Hope everything's going all right and hope that you're having a great time. Can't wait to have you back. Um, also alongside us tonight, and by no means second to anyone here, sorry for everyone. I'm, I'm proud to welcome back to the chat, Kashin. As soon as I thought up of the topic for tonight, I knew I was going to have to have her expertise. So Kashin, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Good. Um, my one gamer comment, I downloaded a Sailor Moon oh, app, and it's super awesome, and I've already collected the first five Sailor Senshi, and I'm ranked, like, number three among all my fake friends. So, <laughs> official gamer here, just thought I'd make so, comment included. <laughs> first of all, the term fake friends hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, know that, you pl- I didn't know that you played Sailor... I will moon take that crown. Drop. I, what was it? Is it Sailor Moon drop that you have? Yeah, yeah it's like Candy Crush with Sailor Moon. It's epic. That sounds like it will give you diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, real quick, can you tell us where people can find you if they wanted to chat more with you about the topic that we're going to have tonight? Me? Yeah, you. Um, let's see. I'm I'm on Twitter um, at Gamer's Wife. That's spelled with a Z and a Y, and no E on the end. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> and then you can I, I don't I don't I don't Twitter much, but you can always find me through Blue. So I'm not too hard to get a hold of. That's a fair That's a fair point. Same Same with me. Yeah, that's true. If you if you ever need Justin, here's the best way to get a hold of Justin. Go on his Twitter account and just start posting gifts. Yes, spam him. Just he spam him. He gifts. loves it. He Crying absolutely. Yeah, he just he I'll cannot he cannot get enough of them. Um, and usually Kung Fu and I am already doing it for the day. So just jump into the conversation that's already going. 
It's the best way to get him. It makes his day. It really does. He gets so happy when you. <laughs> I can't. I can't be serious about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Ben and Blue just completely spam my freaking <laughs> notifications with with just. GIF after GIF after GIF after GIF. Most of them from Supernatural and Doctor Who. That's because so, there's like tons of them there. And Star Wars. We had, didn't we? No, we had a Pokemon one going there too. Yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. God. The topic of today's chat is going to be an exploration of something that many of us here have some experience with. Parenting as gamers. I know that I have before been asked personally about how I balance my gaming with the responsibilities of parenthood and my marriage, so I figured why not get to group together and talk about it? Not just to give people a glimpse into the few different ways that we've found that works, but also a way to open the door to the discussion in case anyone out there wanted to chat themselves about it. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we took a look at the future war cult. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out on the internet. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at about 10pm Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, and Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny Audio Grimoire. Our next chat is going to be an exploration of the lore surrounding the exotic hunter armor that we have available as protection against the deadly universe of Destiny. With all that, though, let's go ahead and crack open the vault of experience that we have present. Understand that we want to make sure that everyone is aware going into this that everyone here has a different experience in regards to parenting, as well as your own. So something that might have worked for us might not work for you or your situation. This is This is part of the adventure. If you ever want to or need to chat about parenting, please feel free to message any of us either over on the Discord server or through our group email. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation. Not really trying to follow that. It was very well-spoken, Blue. Yeah, way to go, Blue. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're making fun of the serious face. So, um, ghost fragment parents go. No, oh, um, man. So there's nothing known about this. That's, yes. that's all it, that's all the grab more card says. You are not yeah. prepared. So that's, that's actually a pretty good line because that's eh, pretty much the mission statement of parenting. You are not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you think you are. And then I think it's actually a Mike Tyson quote. Everyone has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. (laughs) Um, 
and that's parenting. I that's think I got rat. punched in the mouth today, actually. That's <laughs> about right. I, wait, so, really? He got you? So, so well, yeah, before... Oh, oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. So, actually, I, I just want to preface anything we say by saying... Um, our experience is not necessarily anyone else's experience. And that quote is actually very applicable. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth because you have that plan. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And next thing you know, you're, you're in the middle of it. And you're, you're like, not I'm not doing any of that. That's happened so many times. And that doesn't make it, that doesn't make it wrong. And if your experience is different from someone else, that doesn't make that wrong. So you might hear us talk and say, oh, that's, I think, differently. It doesn't make anything wrong. As long as everyone's happy, healthy, and loved, everyone's good. So with that disclaimer, I think we can proceed. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think I think that, again, I want to reiterate that because it's it's definitely true. You know, um, I've... I've had the opportunity and the honor of being able to talk to a lot of, a lot of people about, um, you know, about gaming with a child and, you know, like, do you play with them? Do you play, you know, when do you play and all that? And it, it really honestly, it, <laughs> there, there is no single answer. And I think that confuses and scares a lot of people. Um, but there really isn't. Everything is just kind of it. It's what works for you, and you know, definitely, you know, we'll we'll get into this. We have we have a a really good collection of emails that we had uh, people send in with questions, and we even have a couple that sent in stories um, about what you know what they've had happen with their kids, and it's like yeah. Charm Pluto in chat. You know, in this situation, though, we don't necessarily have an enemy. We have opposition and obstacles. That is that is very true. Um, the thing is, is like you just have to you have to be able to roll with the punches. You have to be able to roll with the situation, and you know, know yourself well enough that you know, as as a dad, especially, you know, if if we. If you start getting frustrated, you have to be able to notice that and be like, okay, we're going to take a break and, you know, all that. Um, And honestly, that's really where gaming kind of comes in is because that's kind of that offers you a means to escape a bit and kind of, you know, eventually, you know, my my son is only three. He's nearly four right now. And while he's like super intelligent, uh, he has not quite mastered the DualShock um, controller concept like he, he kind of knows what he's supposed to do with it but he hasn't quite mastered the coordination just yet neither has Kashin but we're working on both of them <laughs> we're working on which both of them shoops shoops which which, which, which button, button shoops. shoops um yeah Matthew, Matthew has a, a little bit better control he he can move around in Minecraft a little bit but well, he's he, better like, than me then <clears throat> well I mean but he he doesn't you know he doesn't have the con he doesn't have um he he doesn't look at it like oh i have to go do this he looks at it like um one of one of his favorite things to do is watch and so like i was playing oh i think was it was it halo was it the swat game that he decided that we were playing nerf tag 
And like, <laughs> he gave, well, he gave me, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to dissuade him because he's definitely not old enough to discuss. No, no, I actually shot him in the head. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's that conversation's going to be for a couple of years, not hopefully happening. Um, but like, yeah, he sat there and he was like, oh, he's it. He's it. Oh, you're it now, dad. And I was like, okay, like you, you, he has the concept. He just hasn't quite gotten the, the full grasp of like, even the Lego games. He, he understands that you're supposed to do something, but he doesn't really know what you're supposed to do. But I'm really looking for, I'm, I'm looking forward to experiencing, you know, playing video games with him. And Justin, I know you, you have kind of, you have kind of the opposite experience, right? You, you actually play with your son and he, he, yeah. te- he teaches you how to play video games instead of you. Pretty much. Him. Yeah. So, um, it actually all started. Gavin was about, I think he was like five years old. Um, it was a couple of, uh, couple of years ago. It was before Xbox one came out. We we're at a buddy's house and we were all watching like a sporting event and Gavin was bored and he wanted to go outside and it really wasn't like an area where you could go outside and just let your kid, let your five-year-old just be outside. So we were trying to find ways for him to stay inside so I could still watch the game. And uh, my buddy was like, Hey, come here, come here, buddy. Let's come here. And he took him in the garage where he, where he played video games. He had his 360 set up and he set him up in uh it was either Halo 3 or Halo 4 Forge and just set him up in a Forge map and gave him a controller and just told him to go nuts. And he played an hour past when the game was done. And then I had to tear him away, just kicking and screaming. <laughs> and and then he he begged me crying. He was in tears. Just can we please buy that game? Can we just can we do whatever it takes to make that happen at our house? <laughs> and and I was like, I, I didn't know how to break it to him. I was like, Gavin, I, I've got that game. <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got that game. You can play it whenever you want. And I, yeah. And so that was like the, you could you could hear the pin drop a gamer was born in that, in that, <laughs> in that very moment. And that was, it's, it's actually funny because that whole story right there is shortly thereafter, like say that was in the summer of that year. Um, Xbox one came out that winter. So, okay. okay. So, that's so um, recent actually. Yeah. This was pretty recent. It wasn't that long ago. So it was like two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so anyways, so when Xbox One came out, it was around Christmas time. And I said, uh, you know what? He he deserves it. I'm going to get Xbox One. He loved Halo. He was playing the crap out of Reach and and the Halos he could play on 360. And I was like, I'm going to get the Master Chief Collection for him. And it's going to be awesome. And I got the Xbox One thinking, I'm going to get Master Chief. And we're going to play that all the time. And I'll probably play FIFA or something other. And then someone got me destiny is like a, like a random present just because they're like, Oh, he's got an Xbox one. That's what I'll give him for Christmas. So 
Um, Destiny was like an afterthought. We didn't even think about it. And my son and I, Gavin, he, uh, I didn't know that you could have family accounts and stuff and have different profiles on one gold mm-hmm, account. Mm-hmm. So we shared my gold account. And uh, for the first, for the first like oh, I six months part. I played Destiny, for the first six months I played Destiny, we shared characters. So I had a character, he had a character, and then his little buddy that spent the night all the time had a character. I only had one character. Yeah, well, Gavin, Gavin actually had um, 50 characters because yeah. he could never get his hair right. <laughs> he would see someone in the tower with a different hairstyle and he'd go, oh, that looks so good. And he would delete his character with all his progress <laughs> and make a new one. So from from then to story. now, from then to now has been has been an awesome story of me and him getting to to kind of evolve from father and son and caretaker and and you know like uh you know whatever child to to just like bros like it's it's just become like this thing to where I'll never forget the greatest single greatest moment of my life I was in my bathroom uh brushing my teeth and it was like a saturday or something so I'd slept in a little bit and and it was maybe like nine o'clock and I was in my bathroom brushing my teeth and here comes my son. He's wearing an Under Armour shirt, cargo shorts. Um, he dressed himself, the Under Armour shirts inside out. And, <laughs> and here's my son walks in eating pizza into my bathroom. Oh my gosh. I didn't order any God pizza. It's- <laughs> Nine in the morning. So my first question is, where did the pizza come from? <laughs> but before before I can ask this very crucial this crucial question, before I can ask this, this kid smacking pizza who just walked into my bathroom asked this question. And I'm going to try to get this right. <laughs> Want a halo? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I immediately went from where did you get that pizza to yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like it's it's a really cool dynamic now where it sucks every now and then. Every now and then I've got to be a dad. Well, you know, sometimes I've just gotta be a dad and just shut shut it down. Yeah. But there there are very cool stretches where <clears throat> we just get to interact like friends, which is I, I had with my dad a little bit with super NES, but I had nothing like this. This is on a whole new level, but where'd the pizza come from? Yeah. <laughs> only pain, I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting oh, for the oh, end of the story. Oh, here. Where'd the pizza come from? Yeah. Uh, don't anyone worry. The pizza came from the refrigerator. I just didn't know it had been there. <laughs> How long had it been there? No, no, it hadn't been there very long. It's from the night before. My wife had ordered pizza and I had already been asleep. Oh, that makes more sense. And he had gotten the said pizza. But my biggest thing was I thought he had found it like under the couch or something. <laughs> no, that's what I was like. I was, where did it come from? <laughs> I was very worried. But it was such a little frat boy thing to do <laughs> to just walk in 
wearing cargo shorts, eating some rando piece of pizza that's not even supposed to be there, and be like, "Hello, huh? Anyone? So I was Anyone?" Like, <clears throat> and yeah, so anyways, it's it's really cool. It's very yeah. if if you're if you're about to have kids and you're a gamer and you think, "Oh, this is gonna suck. All my video game time is gonna go away." You're probably right, but yeah. <laughs> but um. Once you get past the, you know, some of the formative years, um, you can get some of that time back and it's better. Mm-hmm. It's it's way better. I will I will completely agree with that. Like and that's and that's something too that should be should be remembered is that, you know, and Justin and I know we've had we Justin and I have had this conversation. I know Kashin and I have obviously had this conversation, but it's like the thing is, is like when you're a parent, it doesn't matter what else you're doing. Your first priority is always going to be parent. Like, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm on a podcast. You know, one of us might suddenly disappear on this episode because our our son wakes up and that that always comes first. And I think the <clears throat> the biggest thing, you know, for the way I approach everything is as long as that's the priority, everything else seems to work. Like it really does. And as long as you're, you know, open in lines of communication with your significant other, you know, um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of problems that you can't overcome. I mean, I'm not going to say definitely not saying that it's easy uh, because it's not. And I would be lying if Mm -hmm. I said that. (laughs) But at the same time, the whole... um, the whole concept that you have to pick one or the other, that it's, it's not necessarily true. Uh, it's not, you know, Justin and I were kind of chatting about the, the, the binary view that people take of, you know, just the world in general. And it's really not, it's, it's, it's a very, it can be a very pleasant shade of gray between the two. Um, and that's actually, <laughs> that's actually um sorry because she just <laughs> messaged in chat um the the uh that's actually one of the dispatches that we get is a question on like you know how how does that all work and i'm I'm gonna hold off on that i did have a really quick um I did have a really quick point that I wanted to talk about. There's a individual, <clears throat> an individual who goes by the name or well goes by the name. Her name is Daphne Bavalier and she did a Ted talk. Um, and it's, it is probably one of my favorite Ted talks and it's called your brain on video games. And I'm going to link it. I'll link the, the text version of the show or the, talk it's like i think it's like a 15 or 20 minute talk it's not a very long talk but it's she's she's a brain scientist and she actually is discussing the the effects of playing video games to your to your brain and you know she says that basically and she she and as a as a actual you know empirical scientist she comes at it from a very you know static uh, statistician <laughs> point of view. And a lot of the stats that she actually presents are really fascinating. You know, one of the things is like 90% of children play video games. Um, but 
the interesting thing is, is that the average age of a gamer is 33. So, yeah, the the video game players of tomorrow are actually older adults. So even though 90% of kids play, the average age of a gamer is, you know, our age, basically. Um, oh. And, well, my age-ish. That's that's only going to rise as no, and that's, games and that's get point. more sophisticated. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, and, and you're right, right. Sorry, I was reading chat. There is a question. Um, Pluto, we're, we're going to... The question that Pluto has is, if your games are old enough, how do you view gaming as impacted your kids so far? Um, Justin, I'm going to let you take that one. Well, um... Because mine's not old it's, enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely um, there's. It's hard to tell a difference because when he didn't play video games, he was a very young child developmentally. So where he was then and where he is now are two very drastically different things, and I don't know what part video games played in that. So I think it'd be irresponsible of me to go, Oh, my son plays video games. And I think it's done all these positive things, this, 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 and this just to support my decision to let him play video games. But I will say this, my kid's really sharp and I'm one of those parents. I think the world of my son and, and, but I actually also think I have a very, I know what he is and I know what he isn't. He's, He's a very thoughtful kid and um, problem solving stuff is really good for him. And he gets a lot of that in his video games. So like he plays Minecraft a lot. He plays Trove. He plays a little bit of Destiny. Um, he used to play a lot of Destiny, but now he just plays a little bit. So he plays Overwatch. Um, he He really enjoys... It, it's funny because he rarely enjoys a game the way it's meant to be played. So um, him and his friends will get on Halo and custom in custom games and and just like, you know, run around team killing each other. Um, and they find fun in the weirdest in the weirdest ways. So. I would say it's helped foster a little bit of imagination um, and also help him with some, with some troubleshooting and some, some kind of problem solving stuff. Um, That's what I like to think. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really see any negative, you know, I steer him away from video games that are, that are realistically violent. He does play shooters. He plays Halo, and there is a little blood in Halo, but um, yeah, but Halo 5 toned it down a lot. Yeah, they toned it down severely because we were playing Master Chief Collection oh, just God. Wednesday night because I said, man, we got to play through again. You know, he was asking me all these questions about, you know, like the didact and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Let's play through the Master Chief Collection again. And I was like, man, there's a lot of blood in, in CE if you, yeah, there if is, you look yeah. for it. If you look for it. So... I think there's more good to be had than bad. If if you're selective about what you let your kids play, 
If you let them play whatever, if you let them play GTA, I don't want to badmouth specific titles or whatever, but if, because that's another thing. My son, what he plays, if you just go by ratings, it's not age appropriate. Mm -hmm. He plays very little that is age appropriate for him. And it's, I think I'm informed enough to make a decision on it. And maybe that's arrogance or whatever, but he, uh, I don't know. That's well, a sticky kind of question. It is a sticky question. But the thing is, is that's, you know, that's part of being a parent too, is you, you kind of yeah. have to make those decisions. Well, but they have to have those ratings there to give people an idea, but really it's, well, you have to, yeah. you have to know your kid, what they're capable, what they understand. And then if you're, like in your instance, you're gaming with them. So you're actively involved in the games he plays. He's not playing alone in his room. Um, you know, you're, you're playing an active role. So it's a, it's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. It's like deciding what movies your kids can see. If you're, <clears throat> if you're aware of what they're watching and you're watching with them or you're open to talk about anything that might come up and you know your kid is mature or, or is able to understand. I mean, kids are at different levels. I mean, just because your kid's a certain age, and that age is technically um, old enough for this particular movie or game, but you know that they're not ready. The age just doesn't matter. That's yeah. And he actually knows when something's above him because he, I, I downloaded outlast and he, (laughs) he borrowed, he borrowed my hard. Yeah. He borrowed my hard drive. So the hard drive had like some of his games on it and some of mine. And uh, he took it in his room and plugged it in his – and he said, what's this game? It was new. It popped up new. So he was like, I'm going to play it. And then he came and got me, and he said, Dad, I can't play this. And and I said, yeah, yeah. That's I was like, that's supposed to be scary. And then he said (laughs) – he literally said, can you beat it for me? And he, he sat on the couch next to me. While I played the first little mission and he held up a couch cushion between him and the TV and like he, he knew darn well <laughs> that was not for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's also, there's he's good also the uh, source of confirmation that Justin screams like a small girl. Oh, yes. Yes. Justin does. <laughs> you don't have to go far for that. But um, <laughs> I think I think it's, uh, you know, it's just like movies. It's just like anything else. There's good to be had. There's bad to be had. And if you're an involved, if you're an involved parent, you'll probably get rid of more of the bad. And, and, you know, you'll, you'll be the buffer Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're an involved parent. So, um, if you just let your kid have a subscription to Gamefly and get whatever he wants, play whatever he wants, he's probably going to play some stuff that's a little over his head. So basically, as a parent, you need to make sure that you're there to be a filter on top of yeah, everything. Just maintain control. Yep. Maintain control. Be the parent. So, yeah. Um, but going to kind of go back to uh, <clears throat> this TED Talk, she goes on and she actually breaks down like a lot of these myths that people have about video game players and, you know, the, the effects of video games on not just your brain chemistry, but also your actual body. Like she talks about uh, vision and attention problems, uh, which are are very interesting for me, particularly uh, 
the uh, attention problem one was really, really kind of fascinating. Uh, the the example that she actually concludes with is that action video game players have many other advantages in terms of attention. And this is a quote from her. And one aspect of attention, which is also improved for the better, is our ability to track objects around in the world. Uh, this is something we use all the time. When you're driving, you're tracking, keeping track of the cars around you. You're also keeping track of the pedestrian, the running dog. And that's how you actually are. That's actually how you are a safe driver. And um, so that, that again, quote from her. But I mean, if you think about it from a first person shooter, and uh, Kashin makes fun of me for this all the time. But there's like at any given point, um, you know, I, I personally, I love Halo SWAT. That's my game of choice. If I'm, if I have to pick one game to play, that's what I'm going to play is the, the SWAT games. Um, just because it's, it's quick. It's, you know, for me, it's easy, but I mean, Kashin will come down and watch and she's made this comment a number of times. She's like, I don't understand how you keep track of everything that's going on on the screen. Um, and for me, for me, it's, um, it's actually, it, it actually calms me down because I, I have really high, uh, AD, ADD, ADHD tendencies. Um, I'm, I'm very, very, very borderline on those. So like, if I'm not, I, I'm basically my personality type is, is if I'm interested in something, I am like a laser focused on it. But if I'm not interested on something, you can't get me to pay attention to it. It's very difficult for me to, to stay on topic. And so for me, it, it kind of helps train. I, I don't know how you say it, but like, it, it like helps me understand how to focus on stuff and it encourages that focusing. Um, so that's, that's, you know, kind of an interesting hearing an actual brain scientist actually talk about, yes, this is actually what is happening. And this is actually good because it's showing people kind of how to do this for things. Um, that would, that's one of the reasons I, I absolutely love this Ted talk. Uh, another individual who talks about pins through this in chat as well is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, technology and mental health is a big thing as well. And another individual who talks quite a bit about this is uh, Kelly Dunlap, who I'm going to link in our show notes as well. And that's uh, Goose Checka over on Twitter. And um, she she is not only one of the founders of Griffball Hub, but I think, and Pins, Pins will have to correct me here if I'm wrong, but I want to say that she also has a PhD in uh, psychology. I think she I think she has her doctorate. Um, I know she is in a lot of, um, not conventions, but, uh, talks. She does a lot of stuff with mental health. Um, and that's, and that's another thing too, is, you know, as a parent, video games actually can be a springboard for conversations, right? You know, and, and again, I haven't had, you know, Kashin and I haven't had to, <laughs> um, have these conversations or anything like this. But, you know, like talking about things that might not, you know, that are important, but might not come up in everyday conversation, you know, so, you know, the whole, the whole concept of violence and the whole concept of what is acceptable, what is, you know, socially, you know, what should you do in a certain situation? You can, video games are kind of like a, a, like I, 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 uh, tabletop role play. 
So video games is kind of like a hybridization. It's a virtualization of that type of concept. And you actually get to, you know, displace yourself into a character in a situation that's not your, not your life. And to a degree, you know, this is one of the reasons I love role-playing games like Skyrim and, um, and destiny and stuff like that is you actually kind of have a chance to be like, no, I want to go right. Not actually delete, 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 delete. I want to go left. And you can kind of see the conclusions, the consequences of each of these choices and kind of further, you know, explore all that. That's one of the benefits of doing tabletop gaming. Um, because Sheen, I know you probably have a couple thoughts on the importance of like role playing and stuff like that. I mean, <clears throat> I kind of wish we um, had Mage in here because um, he's looked a lot into um, role play and um, its uses in therapy and mm-hmm. people oh, practicing resolving conflict or. Um, <clears throat> Uh, dealing with emotions, uh, learning to empathize, uh, different social skills, making decisions, leadership, a whole bunch of stuff. And we're seeing role play in general becoming more and more mainstream. And so we're seeing it being used um, in group therapies and individual therapies and and things like that. Um, So, I mean, I think everything that you're saying about um, those elements in video games, I, I, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage because I don't play a lot. And so like, those are some obvious things that you see in a game, like, I don't know, Skyrim or Dragon Age or something like that, where you're actually playing through a story and stuff. But uh, when y'all are playing lots of shooters and stuff, I have a hard time seeing the story. It Mm -hmm. seems a lot more action. Um, But I I think depending on, all the games definitely get at something. I think they're more than entertainment. I think, um, you know, well, and this podcast is evidence of it enough, even with a game like destiny, that's uh, technically just a first person shooter. Um, there's a huge community that's interested in the story and the characters and, and all of that kind of exploration, I think is beneficial. And I think, um, I think when done right, I mean, I think just, just like there's, there's benefits to movies and being exposed to new ideas and uh way other people think and live and make decisions and uh, learning from other people's experiences. I think you can communicate that through video games too. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that's all there for sure. Justin, do you, do you want to throw anything, um, before we roll, I, like I said, we got we got a good number of dispatches or for emails from people just asking uh, questions, and also there was a couple stories that I want to I want to read as well. Justin, did you want to say anything before we jump into the yeah answer? yeah? I actually had uh, a couple of thoughts and then a story. Uh, um, so this is just this is just a thought. It's like kind of spinful for this for this episode. So. <laughs> Um, think about a child who's, who's ADHD, right? He, he has trouble narrowing down to one thing at one time, right? He, he sees many things at one time and it's, you know, it's just a lot coming at him at once. And he has a hard time isolating is the way I like to think about it, whether that's accurate or not. I'm not a doctor, but Think about augmented reality games like 
like Pokemon Go, okay? You have an image of what's actually there overlaid with overlaid with something virtual, mm-hmm. i.e. the Pokemon, whatever's going on. Now, this isn't that far-fetched. Think about a child in a classroom setting and a teacher or an instructor or what, whatever, what have you being able to, to place waypoints like in a video game, like Gavin responds to that. I remember the early days of, of destiny when we were taking turns. Can you imagine that? When I first started playing destiny, Gavin and I were taking turns. I was so into this game and it was like, we just did this new thing, but here you go. Here you go, Gavin. <laughs> such a good dad. You play now. And he would just be walking into a rock forever. And I'd be like, I've got a bounty for killing that type of enemy. And he's right there. I would really like it if you would kill him and he wouldn't do it. But, and I, but it, it came up with a, a command that I would tell it's not command. That's not the right word, but whatever you want to say a cue, I would tell him to make him focus when he was just aimlessly walking around. I was like, Gavin drive your sparrow to the arrow, which meant hop on your dang sparrow and go to the waypoint because you're not doing what the mission requires of you. And it just makes me think, is the future of learning for children something like an augmented reality game, much like Pokemon Go or whatever you want to have, where where we can actually, you know, put visual cues to kind of point them in the right direction? Because for a child that would be ADHD, I think that would be really, really, really beneficial. Um and it's not that far fetched. Oh, I mean, I Holo, mean, Hololens basically does that. Pretty much, yeah. So, I, I, I think video games. I mean, there's there's a very strong, you know, kind of sentiment of they're bad for you, and you know, it's the same kind of. It comes from the same place of don't sit too close to the television. You know, don't do this, don't do that, and and that's probably a. a you know, a valid concern, but it's just like blue and I were talking pre-show people like to deal in absolutes. Like we, we don't like things to be gray. We don't like things to be in between because that makes it harder for us to make decisions. We like something to be bad or good. We'd like it to be true or false. We like it to be, you know what I mean? We don't like it to be in between because that means we might actually have to actually have to do some critical thinking to figure <laughs> out to inform our decisions. Right. So there's there's a very strong sentiment among non gaming, the non gaming public that to say, oh, video games are garbage. They're they're, you know, zero, zero value and they ruin kids minds. And. You, you could see that in the 90s and 2000s when it seemed like every time there was a shooting or something, you know, or someone shot somebody, yeah. it was blamed on a video game. And when it wasn't blamed on a video game, it was blamed on music. Um, and that's right. like a whole nother thing. <laughs> but it's it's this tendency to want to to want to make things 
to want to demonize something to make our lives easier because it's a lot easier to wrap your mind around um, some poor teenager who is all mixed up, who, who decided to, you know, do a bad thing that he did because of this awful video game or this awful song that he heard. It's a lot easier to wrap your head around that than it is to wrap your head around all of the sociological and psychological issues that actually may or may not have led to, to that event. Um, wow. That's a really long winded thing, but um, any thoughts you two? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think we're seeing, I, I feel like there was no technology really in school and I was, in school, and I don't, I don't have any sort of ADD, and that school kind of came easy for me, so I don't really know anything direct experience, but I'm seeing technology more and more present in schools, and I think that, I mean, I, I don't have ADD, but uh, what you were saying about just giving your brain more things to focus on and to, to help bring you back to task and... Um, I think all that that sounds like when people are describing to me what their experience has been like, you know, I've had people tell me they when they would they would they would doodle and, and write in their notebook while they were listening to a lecture because they that was the only way they could focus. And that's why some of these um, drugs for ADD work because they're occupying different parts of your mind so that you can focus. So I think the concept is there. So if that actually works and and like you're seeing it with like 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 my brother um, has some ADD and um, video games were the only thing that ever got him to focus. And when we were little, he just, he couldn't sit still in, in, in class and he couldn't, he, he just wanted, he was, he, he just never talked and then you just like wander off. We'd be at the mall and you just wander off and he just, just couldn't focus on one thing. But if he sat down to play a video game like Zelda and he was working through some kind of a puzzle and he had like a goal, he, he was focused and he accomplished so much. And so, um, you know, I think, I think somehow he used that to help learn how to cope because he was able to uh, get through high school. He finished college. Um, he's working um, as an accountant and he's kind of found ways to cope. And I don't know if video games are responsible, but I think that those skills definitely help. So if we could find a way that's effective to utilize that and technology is becoming more and more common, um, in schools, I, I think it's more than plausible. Um, I just don't know how, how exactly it would work or what it would look like, but well, um, I, yeah. uh, uh, just real quick. Well, I just, I just, I guess listen, cause I also think there's one other part like video games. There's definitely like a reward system mm-hmm. that works really well in any kind of game, but especially video games, um, you know, leveling up and getting achievements and um, collecting trophies and, and stuff. I think that's really satisfying to every kind of person. And so I could, and, and they've been using that in education, you know, sticker charts and uh, point systems and things. But I think that if you're going to be integrating in some of that stuff, I think you'd see a little bit more of that. And um, I don't know. I, I can, I can see a lot of that happening if, if it works. Well, and I was going to say, you know, in regards to your, your, what you're talking about for, you know, channeling that, uh, video game aspect stuff. That's one of the things that, interestingly enough, um, has really started really gaining momentum with um, physical fitness. 
there are a ton of uh, apps out there, of you know, programs out there, which are you know, designed. Uh, I don't. I don't even really know how to explain what they're designed off of, but it's basically like they make everything that you do in your actual life like an RPG. So like you actually are, you know, you'll you'll enter. There's a yeah, mage, mage is uh, nerd fitness is one of them. Um, the grind is real. <laughs> the, yeah, no, it is. And the, but I was I was doing something on Google Play. I was looking for. I don't even remember what I was looking. I was looking for a program for sketching, and somehow I got into a a genre of things where it was like um, real art, real life RPG or something. It was something kind of something like that. I don't remember what the app's called, but it was like it was basically uh, nerd fitness. And but like what you do is you would you would enter like you you open up the app and you enter all your you know your information in, and then every day you track what you're doing and stuff and it actually will it'll show you like progress bars of like you're leveling up or you're you know whatever and it's it's not like you don't get like a you don't get like a cookie when you level up because that would be kind of contradictory but you get like you know you get the the play um fitbit does it with the uh the doesn't don't doesn't fitbit have like the little thing with 10,000 steps or whatever yeah, you love fireworks. It's very exciting. I don't know. And task management. I mean, like, yeah, I don't. I don't have a. I mean, I'm I narrow. Don't. I don't have a Fitbit. Yeah, just Justin needs to get a space heater, not a, not a Fitbit. So, uh, did you did you have a, a did you have a did you have a story? I, need, I did have a story. So story. I didn't know where this fit in, but I it fits in right here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. It, this is the best story ever. If, if anyone's got a better destiny story with their kid, I challenge you. So come at me. Um, no, basically um, back in that March, right after the dark below dropped. Um, that was when my clan DOD chat, white crew started with me and Fraggle. And it was just six of us. It was one. It was one raid group. And uh, we were having so much fun. We were raiding two, three times a week. Um, I I can't even imagine keeping that up right now, but we were spending an obscene amount of time playing video games. So um, basically all of our raids would happen after, after nine o'clock, usually nine 30 in that area after, you know, everyone had put their kids to bed. And uh, I can just remember my son, Gavin, knowing that I was going to do the raid um, somehow. I don't know how. He, I wasn't talking about it out loud, so I don't know how. But he, he'd be like, you're going to play video games, aren't you? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to play a little bit after I put you to bed. And he'd be like, you're going to do the raid, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And mind you, this is back in the time when Gavin – and I were sharing characters, so we were both on the same profile. So it was not it was not uncommon for Gavin when he got home from school and got his homework done to get on with un, under my profile and start playing and then have members of our clan jump in with him and just start playing. And the members of my clan are so awesome that they would jump in 
see it's Gavin and not me. And instead of going, oh, sorry, I thought it was your dad and leaving, play with him for an hour. So he really, like, the members of my clan became these kind of pseudo-celebrities in my house. Like um, Fraggle and Dr. Pepper and Daddy Man. Like, all these – he knew their names. Like, he was like – Oh, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper boy's on. I really want to play with him. And, and, you know, like, um, it it was just like this really cute, cool thing where he was just really into these people who played video games with his dad. So, um, all right. It was maybe his birthday's in July. So that was around the time house of wolves dropped. And, it was his birthday was coming up and uh, I was like, man, he had always bugged me. He was like, I really want to raid. I was like, dude, I can't convince all these adults to like spend two or three hours of their time taking you through a raid. It's just not something I can ask. And he was, he always understood. He was like, okay, okay. And he always really, really wanted to do the raid. He, he wanted to do a raid so bad that he would queue into Venus and just go to the vault of glass and just help people get into the vault of glass for hours and just doing nothing else, <laughs> just standing in front of the vault of glass because that's a public space. Uh, Kashina, I don't know if you ever done that, but basically the beginning of the vault of glass raid is in a patrol area. So if you just queue into the patrol area and go to the right spot, you can stand there and a raid group will come through and you can help them do the first part of the raid, which is the public part of the raid. So yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, he would literally stand in front of all glass doing nothing, achieving no bounties, getting no gear, doing nothing, but helping people get into the vault just on the off chance that they might lose somebody and ask him to go do the, do the raid. It was he really wanted to do right. So <laughs> it's hard I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. So around that summer, we were all starting to get really close, like the, m- my group and me. So we had grown from like maybe a six man group to maybe like a 24 man group, something like that. And everyone was really comfortable with each other. Most of the players had played with Gavin at that point. He had his own, he had his own, uh, gamer tag at that point and everything. And I just posted on a Thursday afternoon. I posted on our band. I said, Hey, um, do not feel like you've got to, like you've got to do this. No one feel like roped into this or anything. It's Gavin's birthday this weekend. And he wants to do a raid like nobody's business. So if anyone is free and wants to be, you know, you wants to help him through. I figure Crota will be the best bet because you can carry someone through Crota. They can pretty much stand still for most of the time. They don't have to, they don't have to, you know, do a whole lot if you're carrying them. So I was like, maybe we do Crota. It won't take long. Then you can get back to, you know, your normal video game kind of stuff, you know, kind of assuming that, you know, most people at heart are kind of selfish in, in how they approach their gaming. And I set uh, an event on band and I, I might, I might actually get a little misty here. Um, it filled up in two minutes. People were pissed. 
that they didn't get in the <laughs> the party chat the party chat for the for the raid hit the max that that you can put in a party chat people were filtering people were having to leave party chat um so another person could come in party chat and tell him happy birthday and to kill crota and that they hope he got an icebreaker and that all this stuff and and it was he was the rock star for an hour and 35 minutes um they they didn't carry him through um they didn't like glitch him and tell him to get in a corner and just stand there while they beat the raid he he carried the sword across the bridge at the bridge portion he um he didn't run sword on Crota, but um, he was very, they kept him very involved and it was the single greatest gaming moment of my life. It's better than anything I've ever done. Me personally. And he was just over the moon. So when, whenever I hear, you know, people try to like pigeonhole gamers into being these like closeted, like um, kind of, these kind of like irresponsible, selfish people who who don't really care about anything but them and their little avatars and their little gaming world. It's, it's to, to excuse my French is bull. Like I've seen the best out of gamers for the past two years, and I stand by that. So that's my rant. I love that story. Do something. <laughs> That's a great story. I love that. See, and like that, what that taught your kid, it would, you wouldn't, I mean, I don't know how you would have been able to do that without gaming. I mean, you made that, you made your son feel so valued and, and a bunch of adults got together and helped him out. I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess you could see that in, in another instances too. I mean, I know when like, um, my brother did his Eagle Scout project or something, something major with like Boy Scouts or something. A bunch of parents showed up because he needed skills that kids just didn't have and they lent their time. But you don't see people of different ages being able to uh, engage like that. And then mm-hmm. build, I don't know, that's, that's a great story and a great way of showing that, that kids in video games are definitely is a place for that. That, that was that's so cute, Justin. I love that story. Chat a white for the win. Chat a white for the win. That's all I can say. Yeah, you got a great group of guys there. I'm I'm pretty impressed with with most of this community in general. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's the yeah. community is the community for the Destiny community is just it is it is by far one of the more positive and safe communities out there. But speaking of community, you want to run into the dispatches? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's cue these up real fast. Dispatches from the wilds. All right. So the first one that we got, well, I'm just going to read them in the order that I threw them into the show notes. I don't really know what order I got them in, um, is from Green Eyed, actually. And she sent a question that is actually, you know, kind of one that I think I, I just think it's a really cool question. 
And she says, what do you do when people who are not gamers learn when you are a gamer and a parent and the judging starts? And, you know, obviously this also applies to to non-parent gamers as well. Um, So, you know, here's the thing is the chat, the chat is right now also kind of talking about this. Um, Pins, Pins says that he ran into someone that was acting all smug. And then Pins just dropped the fact that gamers raised over $500,000 for St. Jude's last year. The thing is, is like, I, I don't think you can judge too harshly when you have those, those actual facts there. Um, this community, you know, in, we, we've kind of talked about this throughout the entire episode is not a normal community. Um, it's filled with just completely amazing and outstanding people. Uh, the big names in the destiny community are all really, really strongly supporters of positive, uh, you know, attitudes and not, not downplaying everyone. Um, and that's and that's not that's not normal in anything, not just gaming, just in anything. Usually people, you know, some people at the top of a, kid, a group or a community usually want to stay at the top and they refuse to help people or, you know, they have the the mentality of, um, you know, I went through struggles, so you have to go through struggles, too. And that's by far not the case with the Destiny community. Uh, some of the biggest supporters for for small streamers, you know, is, you know, Dave over at Guardian Outposts, for example, he, he built his entire, I guess, brand, if you want to call it that he's built that on the simple process of helping others. So when someone learns that I'm a gamer, which takes about five seconds of talking to me, um, you know, I don't, I don't hide that fact. I'm like, you know, if you're going to judge me, you know, as, as in, in my professional life, in my personal life, um, I do not hide I, that I'm a gamer, that I role play, that I do what I do, because that's part of what I am. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not ashamed of that. If you don't like that, that's awesome. You know, that's, that's your problem. That's not my problem. Um, and the thing is, is that you can't, you know, what I, what I, am planning on telling my son what I will show my son is that you don't have the right to judge someone just because you don't agree with all the choices they make. That's not, that's not your right. Um, you have the right to support them. You have the right to help them and you help people and you help them, you help pick them up, but you don't kick them when they're down. That's just not, that's counterintuitive to everything that it is to be human. And, so, you know, Justin's story is a prime example of that. You don't need to be, it, it, it's not a competition, you know, I mean, it is, but it's not at the same time. There's no, we're not fighting everybody for the spot at the, at the head of the table. We're actually coming together. And that's, that's the point of games is to come together and have fun. That's, that's the entire point. You know, I, I harp on that a lot when I'm talking to people. It's like, if it's not fun, what are you doing? Like, this is supposed to be video games. You know, games is supposed to be fun. Um, because, you know, I don't know. I know you kind of have a different perspective. So I was curious what you would, what your thoughts were on that. 
What do you mean, like a different perspective? Like, well, because you're not like you're you're not the same type of gamer. You're more of just like the role play, the tabletop role player. Um, so video gaming, you do. I don't. I didn't know if you if you felt differently or you experienced a different type of judging. I mean, because you, you don't shoot like, the man's. Nope. Um, I, I feel like, um, and kind of what they're talking about in chat. I'm a le- lucky, and I, I anytime I was into anything nerdy, gaming or something else, um, I, I didn't face a lot of ridicule. I mean, it wasn't as common. Like I knew it was like um, not mainstream or whatever, but um, I, I, I didn't really. I was never worried that like I'd be a loser for being involved in any of this stuff. Um, you found out more and more people were interested in this stuff. And now, I mean, my experience in gaming, there's like a little bit that I do. Like I play like a Facebook game. And the only reason I'm still playing it four years later is because I'm part of a guild with a bunch of people that I would normally never meet in real life or be friends with they're all different ages like our guild master she's got to be in her late 50s or something she's retired and at home and, and runs everything and then i've i don't know like i'm super involved with them and then and i just i would play that game forever just to have a excuse to talk to them and stuff um and then majority of my experience with video games has been through you and and this community and I was always like told myself I'd be cool with video games because I'm even though I don't particularly enjoy them very often, mostly because I suck at them. So they just make me angry that um, like I see the value in them and I see other people playing them and clearly they're not angry playing them. And so (laughs) um, but ever since uh, you started playing Destiny, I mean, like Halo, it was fun watching you play with friends. and You guys were able to finally like log in and hook up cross country and and play through a SWAT together. That was really cool, as I thought we wouldn't get a chance to like continue playing with your friends anymore. But then Destiny, the the game style and stuff, and all these uh, clans and stuff, and stories like Chatter White and you know back when you were part of the DoD and, and other groups and um, Leroy Jenkins and stuff. It's just been cool, all of the and, and this and focus fire. I mean, the people that keep coming back every week, and you guys are like family. Um, I mean, so I think I actually think my experience is the same as yours. I'm just kind of living it vicariously. Like I'm friends with all these people because my husband games. Like, and I, I think that I think that our son's gonna benefit from this much like Gavin does. You know, Gavin's got all these adults. Uh, in his life that uh, know who he is and care about him and engage him and do stuff and, and don't talk down to him like he's a kid. I think that Matthew's going to get the same benefit when he's able to play. Cause I just know that the people in this community are going to be like, what your kids on, I want to meet little blue and he is going to get to like engage with a really positive community and, and see what would, what it means to be kind and what it means to be helpful and what generosity really looks like being generous with your time and even your money. And I know, I think, I think I have the same view as you about most of this. So sorry, hurt hurts in the chat. Is the drunk, <laughs> the drunk no. uncle. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's mage. <laughs> yeah. I, 
You know, I, I never had this. I never experienced any stigma personally. Like I've been blessed with an irrational and unreasonable amount of confidence at all times. And um, it's not justified by any physical prowess or actual skill at anything that I do. All I can say is that I'm blessed. So when I play video games, you can trust that I believe that that's the path we should all be following. And uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I can't remember it in a single, a single month. You think I'm joking? No, Blue. I don't. I can't that's remember the part that makes it so funny. <laughs> I can't remember a single time someone said you play video games. You're a nerd. <laughs> I can't remember someone saying that to me. I would just be like, come at me, bro. <laughs> and maybe that just like comes from the, the culture I grew up in, which was like, we all played sports together. And then we would all like, we'd, we'd go play video games against each other. It was just an extension of the competition. It was like, we were running a bungee triathlon, you know what I mean? With like, Oh, who won the, you know, who won, who won flag football? Okay. Well then let's, let's roll that. Who won, you know, who won when we played, uh, you know, killer instinct. Okay. Well, let's roll that into this. Who won mm-hmm. when we did this? So it, it was literally never, never a, I, I think we're past the part. Well, I'd like to believe we're past the part to where it's a stigma. Um, you know, and I, I think it probably was at some point for people who played um, a lot of the, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons, like some of the role-playing games to where um, it wasn't accessible. Like the the thing about video games is it's massively accessible. So when when you have something that is accessible to a non to a low skill cap player base, like uh, you know Super Mario Brothers, it transcends something like Dungeons and Dragons, or you know. Other role-playing games, they're a little bit more – it's – what's the word I want to use? Daunting. It's, it's a little bit more to – yeah, it's a little bit more of a daunting task to to undertake. Those aren't as as widespread. So you may end up with people who will just throw salt as opposed to actually get to know mm-hmm. the actual phenomenon, which um, you know is its own thing into itself. But But – you know, I mean, basically, if if you do it and it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anyone else in the slightest, it doesn't infringe on anyone else's, you know, anyone else's livelihood in the slightest. I can't see where it's worth me, where it's worth me judging. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I feel about it, but yeah, I mean, and so, yeah, I mean, to go to go back to, you know, what do we do? Um, Kishin gives me grief about this all the time, but I just walk away. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for this. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not beholden to you for, I, I'm, I'm not at, you know, a peer review for my parenting skills mm-hmm. from a random person. So if they're going to judge Thank me, you. if they're going to judge Thank me you. for parenting my child a particular way when it is in fact, I'm not, you know, here's the thing. It's not abusive. It's not, you know, well, it's not abusive. And so it's not hurting him. He's happy and he is developing at a rate that, you know, is above normal intellectually. The funniest, the funniest line ever, the funniest line ever. 
kid at kid at Gavin School said my they were doing my dad's better than your oh, dad. Oh no! So <laughs> everyone's played this. Everyone's played this game, right? Playing my dad's better than your dad. Kid at Dav at Gavin's daycare says my dad is a <laughs> is a firefighter, and I'm like, all right, you know, way to go. And Gavin, re- his response to that was, my dad's a level 40 hunter. Yeah. So <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I think we all right. know who wins this fight because <laughs> I've got three subclasses in my <laughs> But yeah, like, it was so funny because the other kid was like, hmm, his dad hunts for a living. That's nice. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I was wondering why when the first time I showed up at that kid's house, he was like, do you have any pelts? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't have any pelts. <laughs> no, I don't have furs. I don't have any of the finest silks either. Just get away. You're bothering me. You're bothering me. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the next, the next one's from Taylor B., uh, he says, I don't have any children myself, but as my girlfriend and I get more serious, I think more and more about the possibility of children in my future. My question for you two is, how often have the events in the following leak happened to you? And do you feel your years as gamers prepared you with the paper, proper skills when the day finally came? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna copy this link into chat and I will. I will. Um, <laughs> I will put it in the show notes as well because so it's whether or not yeah yeah whether or not gaming prepared me for for parenthood um <laughs> I'm just gonna oh I've seen you do this kind of stuff to Matthew <laughs> yeah I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna gonna tell you this these uh these three these three simple words you ready time to wipe um, <laughs> It's so applicable to so many different things. Yes. See, no, no, that, that is like, okay, this is, this is, if you, if I could write a book, which would be Justin's guide to being a dad, you have got to be goofy as hell. Okay. You are supposed to be the oddball. You're supposed to be the goofy. You're supposed to embarrass them when they're older. You're supposed to, to trip them out and make them pee their pants when they're younger with laughter um, if you're not doing that, you're not doing it right. Like just, if you're going to take a really authoritarian approach, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you, but, but, um, yeah, my, my son, when, yeah, yeah. My son knows when I'm serious. Now everyone thinks I'm all chuckles and everything. And that's fine because I can, for the most part am, but when it's, when it's serious, I'm serious. But for the most part, he never knows. His head is on a swivel because he thinks at any moment I'm, <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell I'm going to do. And it's an amazing thing. Yeah, just like if if you don't know what to do being a dad, especially of a boy. I can't speak to a girl. I don't have a girl. But especially with a boy when he gets to be four or five and 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 on up there. As irreverent, silly, and at the same time loving as you can be, it's it's the best thing in the world. Just 
just I I I literally I I just view myself as the world's luckiest comedian because I just get to like make him laugh mm-hmm. and it's the best thing. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. No, it's that's best, I'm being I'm being corny now, but yeah. No, when I I think Calm it's down. good Calm down, Chuckles. when <laughs> Because I'm a girl, and when my dad was hilarious, I mean that was that's how I bonded with my dad too. Like, my my mom just wasn't naturally very funny. She was a great caregiver, one of the most selfless people I know. But my dad, um, when we were little, he was a funny one. I remember him telling us stories, and and my brother and I laughing so hard we're on the floor like crying, like because our sides hurt. And um, so I yeah, I think I, I think it works. I mean, I think some of the humor that you do with boys might work better with boys than girls. But I think overall, I think that not taking yourself too seriously and, and being goofy. I mean, Matthew loves it when blues a goofball and picks him up and tickles him and tackles him and, and just, Oh yeah. It, it humanizes you mm-hmm. as, as what I think it, it breaks down. It breaks down that, that parental barrier that exists and it doesn't exist when they're two. It doesn't exist when they're three. Sometime between five, six, seven, and eight, it starts to to kind of pervade your relationship. And it's not it's not a bad thing. Like it doesn't it doesn't take over, but there there becomes this sort of like uh, aura that's like you're the parent on the child. And every now and then you have to kick that in the teeth and say, No, I'm a kid too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least that's how I approach it. <laughs> I know you do. Why do you think I got two Nerf guns? Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, Dad, there's two of them. I said, How am I going to shoot you back? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You've got ten seconds. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. <laughs> oh man. All right, so next one is from Ben. Uh, It says, Mass Effect is my favorite game series ever. I've played each of the three games many, many times. Mass Effect comes out out four days after my daughter is supposed to be born. (laughs) When can I play Mass Effect? Another question. never. When do I start my... No, no, no. No, no, hang on, hang on. It's not done. It's not done. (laughs) Another question. When do I start my kids on games, and what games should they play? So... Kashin, when those when, are two separate questions. <laughs> okay, okay. Kashin, I don't know. Everyone has different children. I've met lots of parents whose babies were actually like, I don't know, like normal infants, and they slept a bunch of the time. And I've seen dads with pictures like their infants just sleeping. I mean, they're like four days old. They don't do anything but sleep and burp okay. and poop. And so you could probably play a little bit if your wife's okay. You take care of your wife too. Or girlfriend, I, I didn't hear the situation, but like, take care of the mom too. But if everyone's taking care of you, can probably play. But there's also the chance that you get a kid like mine who is like super needy, and you may just not play for a while and doesn't but, sleep. But, He's not needy. No, he just doesn't oh, sleep. say that. M G. Anyway, learning curve, and eventually they do grow up, and you get more and more time, and then they actually going to start playing with you at some point. So I don't. Mm. You, you gamers, oh. you, I don't know. Blue played a little bit when Matthew was real young, but not not much. I mean, I played I played a 
Well, when we when I because I got I got to stay home. I was lucky enough to have a chance to stay home. So when he was first born, here, here's yeah yeah. Here's so, my advice. Here's my advice. If if you're really passionate about this game, you have a baby now, and that's a solemn duty. Like that's that's kind of like the the most noble undertaking a human being can take part in. What that usually equals is an excuse to get out of a lot of stuff. Weddings, <laughs> baby's not feeling good. Um, you know, birthday parties. Yeah, baby's just getting up. I don't want to rush him. You know, like there's a lot of events that you could potentially miss. And then here is, here is, here's, here's the most single potent move you can use is no, honey, you go, you have a good time. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with our spawn. And then, <laughs> so now you're at home, you're at home with a, a sentient being who has, Interest in little else other than sleeping, eating, and pooping. So that's that's literally that's a one out of three chance you're going to get to play a video game because if he's sleeping, you can play a video game. Eating or pooping, you're probably going to have to be present for that. But <laughs> but you will find yourself stumbling into a lot of bonus video game time that you did not anticipate with. Your little alibi, baby, baby, with your little baby. <laughs> also, also, I'm sorry. I just realized that might have made me sound like a bad person. To which I, say, I think you might be setting the bar kind of high because I don't think that's everybody's experience either tough no no what i mean is what i mean is if you if you're really passionate about playing the game is you'll be an opportunist um so mm-hmm. um priority one's gonna be sleep sleep's always gonna trump all else when you're with the newborn baby so um if you're thinking that you're somehow gonna convince yourself to stay up and play video games after baby goes to bed you're and lying. you're sleep deprived you're lying to yourself and if you do manage to stay up, um, you're not going to enjoy it. So what's the point? But I will say this. Um, be the person who is willing to stay home with a baby because the person who stays home with a baby is at least in the same space with the console. <laughs> and you can't play the console if you're out somewhere at a at a you know brunch. So... <laughs> Be the oh, hero man. and let the mom go with a brunch. Exactly. Be the hero and let mama go to. Mm-hmm. And you stay home. The other, the other piece of advice is stock, I can't complain about up, that decision. Like, that would work. Stock up on brownie points. Yeah. And you cannot win the raffle if you don't buy a ticket machine. Like, <laughs> if you're not at least home where the console is, you will not play it. I can guarantee that much. This is true. And to answer the question, what games should they play? Um, That's actually a good question. And I have a very opinionated opinion on this. (laughs) Go right now. (laughs) Go right now. And find in pawn shops. And don't spend a lot of money on them. Find cheapos. Get old school video games. Get Bubble Bobble. Get... 
Super Mario Brothers. Get Mario Kart. Oh my God. Get Star Fox. Get old stockpile old video games. These will be the training wheels with which your child trains to play actual video games, which will come a little bit later. But those games are perfect for children because they're bright, they're colorful, they're they're not. I don't want to say simple. Um, anyone who's played Star Fox will say that's a load of crap. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> but um, I'll say this: they're bright, they're simplistic, they're they're graphic. They're they teach you all about depth perception, motion in a video game, the control dynamic. They are the perfect intro. Well, just like they spawned us as gamers, mm-hmm. they can spawn your child as a gamer because it's the perfect kind of cognitive step ladder to to kind of build your way up to the new Tomb Raider where you're getting murdered by a bear for four hours. Shh, shh. We don't so- talk about that. <laughs> I totally won that fight. So I don't know why everyone has to. Get, I don't know why everyone has to bring up the bear. That bear is no longer living. Yeah, the lore of Star Fox. Oh my gosh! Apparently, all the animals are space captains. Makes no sense. <laughs> Makes no sense. So, anyways, that's that's my answer to that. I don't know if anyone else has anything. No, that was good practical advice, Justin. I liked it. I, I like the 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 nickname for your child, little alibi. Um, little alibi got out so much because it, I was really upset when he got old enough to tell me to like rat on me that he was good enough to go places. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, little alibi! <laughs> well, the next the next one is from Stormcrow. And this is actually a story, (laughs) so I'm going to read this. This is a really good one. He says, my son was about seven or so, and he was obsessed with Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. One evening, I was helping my wife prepare dinner, and my son yells down the hall, Dad, I'm at the boss! I drop what I was doing and run to his room. He beats the boss, and we both dance and cheer loudly. I go back to the kitchen, and my wife says sarcastically, Oh, that was so much more important than helping me. To which I replied, yeah. you're blank right it is. I don't care what I'm doing. When our son is fighting a boss, I'm going to watch. That is, that is the correct answer. Sorry, Kashi. Yeah. Once once again, chat away for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Stormcrow. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, this is from... Operation Man Bag, um, and it's kind of it's kind of a story, and it actually brings up another uh, point that I wanted to chat about too. So, Manny says, "Blue, like many parents who would like their kids to do well at the same activity as them, I'd like to see him do well at gaming. Thing is, though, he's nine and still not very good, so it takes an extra layer of patience to help him enjoy it when he gets frustrated. And I kind of let him win the next board game we play. So." Which, which is a really good point, actually, is it's not just video games, right? Board games work. Board games are amazing. And if you if you think board games are silly, go play a game of Risk or Monopoly with your family. If you're still family and friendly with each other after the game's over, you're not doing it right. Um, especially Monopoly. 
Those things that that's yeah. that's like blood gets drawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because <sighs> mm-hmm. the banker, I don't care who the banker is. It's always we could never play. Really crooked, yeah, we could really we, crooked we, individual. We always had to play where the banker was the community banker. Like you know, there mm-hmm. was no one person because we tried it a couple times with the individual being the banker, and I'm pretty sure we nearly killed that individual. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you just you, we had you, to you, let my grandma be the banker because <laughs> no one had the stones to curse at my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that game was finishing. She was like, I'm your grandma. Oh, you are, aren't you? (laughs) Well, I guess you didn't cheat me. Okay. Game over. (laughs) Game over. I'm bankrupt. (laughs) No, that Mm -hmm. and uh, the thing that my brother and sister and I always played was actually the the old uh, Pokemon board game. Uh, The Pokemon Master Trainer. That was that was our board game of choice. That and Lord of the Rings Risk, because oh my gosh, that game was so much fun. But so, but um, it's it's funny because we get to kind of rewrite history here. So, with generations past, the parents kind of project it, kind of the or at least the cliche is the parent projecting his or her past success or failures onto the child in the form of sports. And that's a very cliche theme. It's repeated. I've, I've been stereotyped in this way many times falsely. Um, But it's that, Oh, I did good at sports or I didn't do good at sports. So I'm going to project that on my son or daughter or whatever. And I'm going to put immense pressure on them to do good at sports. Right. That's kind of been the the norm cliche for for at least projecting success onto your child. Um, now we're moving into a place to where it can actually be video games. And I'll respond to his kind of comment about he'd like to see him do well at video gaming. Um, he's nine, not doing very good. But we, we've got to kind of shift the paradigm here as far as what is doing good at video games, doing good at video games is having fun. Um, I know Fraggle will kill me for this. He doesn't like this this kind of this kind of philosophy at all. But doing what? good at video games, doing good at good at video games, is having an enjoyable time, unless. You're sponsored by Doritos, and it's how you make a living in your MLG. If that's the case, doing good at video games is murdering everybody's face. But if you're with the other 99.999% of us, doing good at video games is laughing with your friends, dying, and blaming it on other people, and... And generally smiling. That's doing good at video games. That means you're winning. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's just one man's view, by the way. That's not, that's not, you know, anything. The opinions stated here are those of Justin saying 0516. That's just my view. So if your son, if your son enjoys playing the video games that he's not doing so hot at, 
if if like my son will play games all the time, drives me in freaking sane, does not play the objective, doesn't pay attention to what he's supposed to do, takes four hours, quits that mission, come back, play it again, don't finish it again. But he's laughing his ass off. He's not upset in the least. He's, you know, I mean, so it depends on what your definition of success is, I guess, is the point. Are there are there really parents that like project their like video game failures on their children? It's that, only a matter. It's, well, well, it's only a matter. Listen, of time. it's only a matter of time because it it happened with sports. It's going to happen with video games. So eventually, there will be somebody who was on like the the Halo esports turn circuit or whatever, and then like his son will play Halo or whatever. You know, it, it's it'll happen. It's human nature. That didn't happen because of sports. It happened because it was human nature. You know I pro- what I mean? I project, I project everything. I, yeah, I project all my competition onto my younger brother. That's why he, he can't stand. Thick. Thick. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disparaging anyone or, or saying anything like that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let success be for your child what it is like let success be his best case scenario like don't don't make success be your expectation i guess if your expectation is is killing the boss in under so many minutes or hours or whatever but your son's idea of a good time or daughter's idea of a good time playing a video game is goofing around for a whole afternoon you're shooting rockets and and both fake projectiles thing, yeah. and aliens. Yeah. I mean that's my thought. It's a, it's in I mean that's kind of in the vein of when I was talking about Green's email. It's like, you know, game gaming is meant to be fun, you know. You've you've said that a couple times too and it's like if you're not having fun and that what that means though is it means different things for different people. Right. I mean, my my definition of fun will not necessarily be Kashin's definition of fun, um, mm-hmm. you know, or, or yours. We know or, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, the thing the thing that you have to walk a line as with the parent is that, you know, kind of like what you're saying with Gavin, it's like you want to you want to put your head through a wall watching him play a game because he's not playing it. Oh, I don't watch him play anymore. Well, no, but but that that's what I was about to say. That's exactly what I, I was about to say. I'm like relationship. I'm like you know, if 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 it if it annoys you that much, you know, I mean don't watch them. I mean, watch them play enough to make sure that you're, you know, you're doing your job as a parent, but you know, if it's if it's annoying you watching them play, then uh, that's not really and, and they're having fun. I mean, my my opinion is is that's yeah. not that's not on them. That's kind of that's kind of on that's you. That's on you. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's great emails. Absolutely loved them. Uh, that was uh... <laughs> thanks, Mage. Mage is Mage is giving me kudos in the chat yeah. there. Nice save. Bro. Nice save. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't put anything in jeopardy, Mage. 
you always put things. Never mind. Anyways, so final comments. Com, 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 <laughs> com, man, I'm or whatever. All right, Kashin, shout outs go before I put my foot further in my mouth. I was supposed to be prepared. Um, shout outs. Ugh. Justin, shout outs go. <laughs> shout outs. Because I'm a professional. Um, no, uh, like just just to kind of go with this to go with this podcast. Great big old shout out to my son Gavin, without whom I'd had no material for tonight. Um, who oh, is? Why did I think of that shout out? Who, <laughs> I know, right? It was right on the nose. Oh. What's wrong with you? No, um, <laughs> so. No, but but seriously, my best my best friend um, in the whole wide world is Gavin. Like, like if if I'm one of those annoying parents who always talks about his kids and tweets about his kid and and goes on and on about his kid, it's because my kid is pretty freaking awesome. So just suck it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's my bro right there. And uh, big shout out. Um, to DOD Chatter White crew. Um, if you heard the story about the birthday raid for Gavin, um, it's a pretty special group. And uh, I'm just really, really glad I found. If I hadn't found, l- let me put it this way if I hadn't found that group, I would have never found this group. I would have, ne- I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't know Blue. I wouldn't know Kashin. I wouldn't have friends that I consider some of my best friends. And, and, you know, in life, not, not just in video games and online, like just best friends period. So, um, awesome group of people, awesome group of people. And also we actually did start a chat, white kids group. So if, if you do have a kid who is, you know, like you want your kid to play with other kids, but you don't want them to play with the other for, can I say head kids uh, like the shit kids that are on the internet you don't want to play with them but you want to play with good kids who are god fearing and or whatever um, yeah you can holler at uh <laughs> wow i completely went off a cliff with that one um uh, so yeah yeah just like we've got a we've got a kids group and it really says a lot about that group of guys that that i would trust them Cause you know how the internet is mm-hmm. like that. I would trust them to play with my son online and have him had the headphones on and not me and me not know what they're saying. Um, just let you know, there's a great group of dads and uh, they're freaking awesome. Like can't, I'll, I'll just, I'll just shout out the, the group that was the, the birthday raid group, which was man bag, Dr. Pepper, daddy, man, Old Bolt Soldier, Fraggle, and I think HRFD. And anyways, thanks a lot, guys. So, and big thank you for all the uh, live chat people who showed up for this, um, knowing what what just what it was going to be. Way to go! You're very brave. <laughs> You're very brave, <laughs> Kashin. Do you want a you want a second chance? I thought I got out of that. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, shout out to all the fellow parents you're trying to figure this out. Keep on keeping on. There, look, I did it. 
<laughs> look at you. Look at you doing stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the email topic for next week is going to be uh, exotic hunter armor. So we're we're the chat is rolling at a pretty quick pace. Um, so please, if you have questions or uh, any comments on that topic, you know, be sure to send us emails on that. Um, as far as my shout outs, you know, I'm going to kind of echo Justin and Kashin here. You know, my shout out to both parents um, and all the kids, because, you know, without the kids, you couldn't be parents. And so. They're they're kind of an integral part of that entire relationship, and they really do, you know, remind you of what is what is really important in life. Um, and then also a big shout out to Kashin. Thank you so much for putting up with my insanity. Oh, I got that one. Um, I beat Justin. Yes. And um, <laughs> but yeah. So with all that, we're going to begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our sites can also be found on our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Kashin, for jumping into the chat. I will have all your information put into the show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting about tonight's topic with you. And uh, please be sure to email us over at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through email as well. Please be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on the guardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. <laughs>